I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I'm Amy Taylor-Kabaz. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of this land and pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging. And as this podcast is dedicated to the wisdom and knowledge of motherhood, I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the elders, their wisdom, their knowing and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, everyone. On the 22nd of July, 2014, I registered my very first website, wanting to start sharing my story, my research and insights into motherhood, which means it has now been nine years of creating content and for most of that time, creating podcasts, both in this podcast and a previous incarnation, sharing stories of motherhood and matrescence from all over the globe. And so I think we often don't pause and celebrate enough in our current culture. And I also know that we have so much knowledge hidden in the archives of this podcast. And so in recognition of that, the team and I are going to be bringing you some micro matrescence moments over the next few weeks, highlights and insights from some of our episodes that you can listen to. And if you want to go deeper, pop into the show notes and see which episode to go back to and listen. Thank you for being here, perhaps for the last nine years or just for the last few minutes. This is how we change the way we support mothers. Vanessa's message is that parenting is our greatest conscious awareness. It is how we heal and grow and it is what we are here to do. And you will finish this interview with such inspiration about growing as a parent and a human being. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this amazing interview. Enjoy. So can you give us a brief summary of you know, all of the work you've done over the last 12 years of study and parenting and now work with parents? When you say exceptional children and when you talk about what's happening in the brain to help us understand what is going on in our child, can you give us a quick summary of that? 
Absolutely. So as an early career psychologist, I worked in the public sector supporting children that were uh, part of our child protection system. And so I witnessed um, the direct effect of trauma on the developing brain and what happens to little people as they grow into big people when the brain is just left to kind of swim around in all of that trauma. And so really, when I say the exceptional brain, I mean the brain that we just need to have so much respect for whether it's a traumatized child or whether it's a child uh, like my own son who's got um, learning challenges or whatever it is, that's a brain that's spectacular. It's unique and it's interesting and it's exceptional. When you are growing an exceptional child, you don't get to be a normal parent. It actually demands that you step into your shoes as an exceptional parent so that you are able to capably come alongside your child and guide and lead them um, through their developmental journey. So the work that, that I do really focuses uh, primarily on supporting parents um, as they work to just understand the inner workings of their exceptional children. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I would say actually, and this is probably your same experience, that so much of what parents struggle with is that sort of inner mean mama stuff. And it can so consume us. I actually believe that even by the time we are born into this lifetime that we're each living, that we are preloaded with stories and programs and scripts that run us. Oh. And that the dominant pop culture all around us sort of reinforces. Uh, it's almost like we have a contract, a, a society-wide contract that we have to live out these stories and these programs. And then, you know, we become, we're little children being parented and, and we add evidence to the stories and then we grow up and become parents ourselves and we wonder why we're so hard on ourselves and how that Oh, I agree and, with that 100%. I do believe that it's right from birth. We inherit many of these voices and stories. I see yeah. They're not even our own, and yet we carry them around with us for the rest of our lives, and they, they sort of um, pollute and poison the parenting field and make um, uh, the really joyful journey of being a parent become this sort of heavy thing that we have to carry along. The move towards really uh, embracing um, why consciousness is so central and um, elemental when it comes to um, being your best possible parent. And what I mean by consciousness is really being able to take that which is below the surface, that which is um, subconscious, that which we're not really even identifying with, and be able to raise that up and above above the surface so that we can see it and name it and then tame it. And I often use the iceberg analogy. You know, you see just the tip of the iceberg. That's what you're living. That's, that's when you're getting triggered by the thoughts of your internal mean mama or getting triggered by the supposition that people around you are judging you or whatever it is. Um, that this is, this is just the tip of the iceberg. If we went in underneath and looked at all that's hiding under there, that's where we find all of the stories and the programs and the unspoken scripts that are actually running our lives. In your understanding and your own experience, how does someone begin to go into that iceberg underneath? 
Yeah. I think if we can begin by recognizing that we are going to be driven by these so-called programs, um, and as soon as we can begin to make sense of that and acknowledge that that's a very real experience for every human being, um, we are well on our way. The process by which you dive into that and bring it up to the surface can be multifaceted. Um, in my own life, uh, I have really come to the understanding that relationship exists for the purpose of allowing us to continue to evolve as um, human beings, as, 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 as humans, humans with souls and hearts and minds. Mm. And um, that's not just true of, say, marriage relationships or friendships or um, professional relationships. Uh, it is also true, and perhaps especially true, of the parent-child relationship. Mm. We don't actually have children to be happy. <laughs> oh, what a, I mean, what if you were to survey, <laughs> if you were to survey parents, and there's um, research to back this up, uh, they are actually the least happy group of human beings, and they're the most fulfilled. Did you know you're springing through the flowery meadows, skipping along <laughs> joyfully and gleefully as a parent? Um, we, we're, we're in it. And the reason that we're in it and in the struggle and in the challenge of it is because we have a little human in relationship with us and the relationship cannot um, be severed, right? Mm -hmm. Only in the most extreme cases. And we know that there's, you know, all sorts of horrible fallout that comes with that. And so now we're in this relationship and the purpose of relationship is to grow us up. That's the only reason that we, we as a social species do relationship. And you do not grow in the absence of challenge. So no challenge, no growth, which means that when you become a parent, you, you sign this unseen contract to enter into a significant period of your life where you will be thrust uh, into the challenge of being a human being as you try to grow up another little human being. And so it's going to feel oftentimes like it's a struggle, but what, what a, a brilliant gift that that child gives you as you enter into the struggle. I mean, I guess now I'm saying it out loud, if we told parents to be what they're about <laughs> to enter, the human race would die out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> there has to be some naivety for us to all carry on, right? <laughs> what would you do if yeah. you could get in with your magic wand around mm. the world and, and, mm tell or help parents with? You know, I love this question. And I really believe that my sole purpose for being um, here and doing the work that I'm doing uh, is to change the conversation that we have around our parenting and in the world of parenting. And what I mean by that is to come up out of the um, the rigidity and the focus we have and all these absolutes and all these tangibles, kids must behave this way and kids must be, you know, ready to um, go to school by the time they're four and know how to write their name. And, do, you know, there's all these like rules and rigidity in the world of parenting. And, and this is all just a story. None of it's real. We are making all of it up. And so as soon as we can connect, as soon as we can really walk um, ourselves and other parents to this 
place of understanding that we are meant to actually observe this story. We are not meant to be the actors in it. And when we become the actors in it, we get consumed by it. And, and the life, our life and our reality becomes this made up story. When we can step out of that and look, look sort of um, down at it and observe it from a mindful, conscious kind of place, we can see, oh, I have a program that might be, um, I never do it good enough. And now look at me, the mama who thinks she never does it good enough. And if I were working with that mom, I might um, travel all the way back to a time when she was probably younger than six. And I'd say, tell me about a time when you remember being a little girl and not being good enough and being really worried about that. And do you see how the foundation of that got laid? Oh, yeah. And now you've got this beautiful little babe, this beautiful little child who's just raising that all up for you again. And you don't have to believe it. You don't have to make it real. When we can recognize, like the more we evolve and grow ourselves, when we can recognize that we actually choose every single feeling we have. And the beautiful power in that is, if we don't like a feeling, we can choose it again. Yeah. Wow. I have a beautiful mantra I share with mamas that is, in every moment, I have a choice and I can choose again. And I think just those little things, for me, it's been um, over these past 10 years, it's been, it really has been almost like a reprogramming. Mm. Yes. It's been the, the act of seeing my brain as having certain pathways that are very, very well trodden. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. then I have to over and over and over again, aware enough and conscious enough in the moment to choose the path that has not been trodden so much and Mm -hmm. try and make that the habit. That's right. And to have so much respect for the trodden path, like so much respect for, you know, whether it came from your childhood as a mom or a dad, or whether it came from, you know, a couple generations down the line and it's been passed along to you through your DNA, because we know that that uh, is how the, the experiences of our ancestors continue to be alive in us now. I was speaking to a mom the other day uh, who was talking about um, her, her mother and grandmother having lived through the Holocaust. And where we landed is that, that she didn't live through the Holocaust. Um, my client didn't live through the Holocaust, but the Holocaust lives in her. Right. So, so when we think about where those well-trodden pathways come from, like that's remarkable. Like think about the human brain, the human condition, the soul, that it can actually re-sculpt itself to, to serve the purpose of our survival. Like that's incredible. Thank you for being a part of this movement and for listening to these amazing insights and stories of matrescence from mothers and experts around the world. Please know that you can be a part of this revolution by being a part of our Mama Rising Coaching Certification, which is open now and we start in September. Find out all the details by going to mamarising.net. And thank you again for being here. See you next time.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.